0: This is Kathy Kruger.
1: And this is Jonah Treewasser.
0: Welcome to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by Local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service.
1: Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life.
0: And Jonah, today we have two very special guests. We have Meg Boyce and Tina Eckert, and they're going to talk about the upcoming Alzheimer's walk and coping with Alzheimer's disease.
1: So let's say good morning to Tina Eckert. Good morning, Tina good morning and good morning to Meg boys hi Meg good morning thank you so much for having us Uh, our Uh, pleasure now you're uh, associated with an organization what is it called
2: uh, we are the Alzheimer's Association Hudson Valley chapter and we
1: have chapters all over the country and you know a lot of people probably have an idea what Alzheimer's disease is but why don't we get the official uh, definition or diagnosis out there what is Alzheimer's disease so, Alzheimer's disease is
2: one type or form of dementia. Uh, dementia is not a diagnosis, it's a word for a set of symptoms that causes somebody's inability to get through their day to day activities. Alzheimer's is the most prevalent form of dementia. There's actually over 70 different types of dementia. Wow. And Alzheimer's specifically impacts the brain in three different ways um, there is a sticky plaque that builds on the outside of our brain cell or our neuron. That's developed by a protein called beta amyloid. There's another protein called tau that gets inside the brain cell and actually kills the brain cell. And then the third hallmark is general neurodegeneration of the brain. So if you looked at the brain of somebody with Alzheimer's, it's much smaller in size, and there's also quite a bit of matter um, that's missing. So Alzheimer's disease itself specifically are actual physical changes that are happening in the brain. It is a terminal illness. Once you're diagnosed, there's nothing we can do um, to uh, cure it, right. but we have made some progress in other areas.
1: Now, before we get into that progress, you know, you said something very interesting, uh, Meg Boyce, and, and Tina, uh, mm-hmm. weigh in on this too, if you'd like. Uh, I had two relatives uh members of the family most much older than i was one had a series of mini strokes and had dementia but it wasn't alzheimer's it mimicked alzheimer's what the doctor told us and the other one had alzheimer's now she he, he was able to get dressed in the morning feed himself breakfast uh have a lovely conversation with you and he could tell you everything that he did during World War II and how he established his business in the late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. But if I asked him, did you have a good time talking to Tina and Meg on the radio this morning? He'd say, when, we, uh, uh, when do we do that? Who? Yeah, He couldn't yeah. remember what happened two hours before, but he could remember what happened 60 years before. Is that common? In, in Alzheimer's and other dementias.
2: Yeah, it is so the the family member you had that had the strokes actually had what's called vascular dementia. Mm-hmm. And vascular dementia is very different than Alzheimer's. And for the Alzheimer's disease in particular, uh the part of the brain that's impacted f- first is our hippocampus, and our hippocampus is where we store our short-term memory. Mm. So that's why you get a lot of that uh, because of questioning and our short term memory is only 15 to 20 seconds. So, um, it's very quick. And, um, and that's it, that is what's impacted first. And that's why they love to reminisce. They feel comfortable talking about the past because that's what they remember. Remember, um,
0: Jonah, we should, we should point out that Meg is the VP of program and services right. and research champion and I can understand why because you seem to really know your information about Alzheimer's so when I saw that you were research champion I can definitely
3: I understand.
1: <laughs> and Tina what, what is it that you do for the Alzheimer's Association?
3: So my role at the Alzheimer's Association is I, I run walk to end Alzheimer's events so ah. you know uh, we you know bring in the dollars that support yes. the research and the information that meg is talking about so um we have five walks throughout the hudson valley the one closest to where y'all are is the duchess ulster walk or the columbia green walk actually so we have two right in that area columbia green is part of our north east new york chapter um but our duchess ulster walk thank you red hook rotary for already registering a team woohoo so Yay. Walk, <laughs> yeah i mean the walk is um Dutch Salter's on the beautiful walkway over the Hudson. It's on October 14th, and it is our second largest walk in our Hudson Valley chapter. So my role basically is to get sponsors, volunteers, wonderful teams like you all, invite folks to come to the walk to see firsthand, you know, folks coming together to fight this cause as a community. And that's so important because we can't do it alone. We really, really need the community to, to fight with us to eradicate this disease. So we can provide dollars for research. So we can provide dollars to, for local programs and services and educational programs and everything that we do here in the Hudson Valley to create awareness and to help families.
1: So now if people want to, uh, put together a team the way the Red Hook Rotary Club has done mm-hmm. and I challenge of course our uh, fellow Rotarians out there to put together a team. Uh, is Pleasant there a website? Valley Club. <laughs> all right yes. yeah, is there a please. website is there a website that folks can go on to get the details? Yes absolutely so you're going to want to go to duchessulsterwalk.org. Re- say that one more time.
3: Yeah duchessulsterwalk.org and there um, if you are interested in signing up all the information is there you if you want to sign up as a rotary team please um when you sign up affiliate yourselves as a rotary team i mean okay. the um <clears throat> excuse me between your your rotarian group and the alzheimer's association there is a group that's been formed nationally called the alzheimer's Dementia rotarian action group so mm-hmm. you all are what oh. we consider yes so you all are what we consider a national team and this past um for the last 3 years the rotarian Um, the Alzheimer's Dementia Rotarian Action Group, you all have been a, what we call a gold level team. And I have some statistics, which are absolutely incredible. Um, So the past year in 2022, the Alzheimer's um, Dementia Rotarian Action Group had 1,293 participants across the country. You all had 224 teams and raised 354,014 hundred and fifteen dollars so that's that is an amazing amount of money now this group started in 2019 and since then you've raised over five hundred thousand dollars it's just been incredible and so here in the hudson valley i mean we want to put this little challenge out to y'all in district um Seventy-two ten. We had nineteen teams last year, and the nineteen clubs that were involved last year raised thirty-five thousand two hundred and thirty-five dollars and fifteen cents to support.
1: I don't know. Just gave fifteen cents. <laughs> oh, just- <laughs> Give us the website one more time, and folks, um, get a pencil and paper because Tina will repeat that in the next portion of the program. So the website again, for if you want to put together a team.
3: Sure. It's Duchess Ulster Walk.
1: Org. And don't get that pencil and paper, folks. And we're going to find out now from Kathy Kruger who supports Radio Rotary by being our sponsors this week.
0: Radio Rotary is sponsored by NBT Bank, Third Eye Associates, Hunt and Harvest Caterers, Rise, Online Marketing Strategies, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Goshen Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, New City, New York.
1: And we're back with more of Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned.
0: I'm Meg Mullins from the Mark Foundation, supporting the Mid-Hudson addiction recovery community. Our mission is prevention of and recovery from substance misuse. Among our projects, we fund scholarships for therapists, transitions from community housing, and the Overdose Awareness Memorial located on the Dutchess County Rail Trail. Visit our website at mark-foundation.org to learn more or to make a donation.
1: You're listening to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM and there's more of this week's Radio Rotary show coming up.
0: What I'm looking for in a bank is one that's looking out for me, like NBT. I want a relationship and a team that supports me in my dreams. And when life gets challenging, I need a bank that's focused on what matters. Not to mention one that's been top rated by Forbes in trust, customer service, financial advice, and more. That's why when it comes to meeting my banking needs, it's always NBT. Learn more at nbtbank.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
3: Are there wedding bells in your future? Hi, this is Rotarian Cindy Kish. Hunt and Harvest is a full service catering company covering the Hudson Valley, Connecticut, the Berkshires, New York City,
0: and beyond. Although we specialize in wedding celebrations, we are also available for all
3: of your special occasions. We recently opened Hunt and Harvest Provisions, a place where you can purchase our handmade products, prepared meals and desserts, as well as specialty grocery items. We are conveniently located in the village of Millbrook at 18 Washington Avenue. Contact us today
0: at Provisions.hunt.harvest at gmail.com. That's provisions.hunt.harvest
1: at gmail.com. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser. And with me is Kathy Kruger, our producer, my co-host. And the job of the producer, of course, is to book terrific guests. And she's outdone herself this time. Kathy, introduce our two great guests.
0: Yes, we have two lovely ladies from the Alzheimer's Association. We have Meg Boyce and Tina Eckert. And they're going to talk to us a little bit about well, of course, a lot about Alzheimer's disease and the upcoming walk that they're having to help raise funds for research and um, other things that help families cope with Alzheimer's and so forth. Um, and they're just lovely ladies doing a great deal of work for us. So Meg's going to start off talking about um, a little bit about more about Alzheimer's disease and some of the signs and symptoms and so forth and what we watch for and, and what's, go- what's the research is being done. Go ahead, Meg. Thank you, Kathy.
2: So as I said earlier, uh, Alzheimer's disease are actual physical changes that happen in the brain. Um, You know, when things first started to come about, they were calling it a mental health illness. But with mental illnesses, usually the brain looks the same. Whereas if you looked at the brain of someone with Alzheimer's disease, it's smaller in size. There's quite a bit of brain matter that's missing, especially the entire hippocampus is impacted In the very beginning stages of the disease so that's why you have that short-term memory loss you know they feel more comfortable talking about things later in their life that had happened uh, and not things that happened that day or even the day or two before and um, you know as far as as the warning signs we actually do have a wonderful uh, infograph or information about the 10 warning signs. And if anybody's interested, they can go to alz.org or g and they can look at the 10 warning signs. So
1: we oh, all get, have, give us that, uh, give us that the website one more time. Sure, it's alz org if folks don't get a pencil and paper because you're going to want to have that to write down not only that website but the website tina's going to tell us in a little bit about the great walkway over the hudson event but may getting back to what you were saying there's 10 warning signs you said can you go over a few of them please for us
2: Sure. So, usually um, what families notice, or sometimes even the person, is more difficulties getting through day-to-day activities. Hmm. So, getting lost in familiar places, um, not knowing how to utilize a microwave, or you look at the TV remote and you don't even know what it is. um, Misplacing items, so, you know, pocketbooks in the freezer, um, TV remotes in the dishwasher, which we've, that's actually a true story. Um, so misplacing items, changes in judgment. Uh, you know, unfortunately somebody, even in the early stages, their judgment's impacted. And so they might make some uh, really wrong financial decisions. These ah. uh, scammers can pick up when somebody has a memory impairment and um you know we've worked with families where the entire bank account was emptied oh dear uh, so you know it, it's things that really impact somebody's day ability to get through day-to-day activities so there's age associated memory loss so as our ears change and our vision changes our brains change but we know people in their 90s and now early 100s that are still independent so they might have age associated memory loss Someone that has Alzheimer's disease or any form of dementia, by that age, they're really struggling to be independent.
1: Yeah. When you talk about age-related uh, memory loss, is that like when you know somebody uh, has a conversation, say, "Well, you know, I, you know who I saw what's his head? You know, the one that's married to the waitress," and you know, they say, oh, "You mean Bill? Yeah, right, Bill." That's not Alzheimer's disease. That happens to a lot of people, right? Yeah. Myself, especially.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it does. It's really, one person explained it this way Um, If you lost your car keys and you find them and you know what they're for, you're okay. Oh, thank (laughs) God. If you find your car keys and you look at them and you don't know what they're for, that's a little bit of an issue.
0: Cause I worked nights as a nurse and I came home and my husband said, you must've had a rough night cause I left my keys in the refrigerator. So, you know, that's like, I must've gone got something to drink and left my keys there cause I was tired, you know, so that's different. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. And, and the conquest of Alzheimer's disease, uh, we have, uh, Tina Eckert, uh, who's inviting us now to uh, the walkway over the Hudson, the eighth wonder of the world. Folks, if you've never been to the walkway over the Hudson, you want to go see it. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous view of the Hudson river and the mountains. And Tina, how do we get to do that?
3: So it's really, really quite easy. You go to our website for the walk to End Alzheimer's, which is duchessulsterwalk.org. And there you can sign up as an individual. And participate on your own, you can register a team, which we really hope you will. And especially, you know, with the rotary clubs, you know, y'all are a national team for us. So we really want you to join us. We we would hope to have every rotary club in your district on board with us because it'll be so phenomenal. So go to the website, register, and then ask your friends and family to join your team. I mean, it's 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 really fun. So once you're there on the day of walk, it's really quite quite emotionally moving and it's a great experience. We have sponsors who are vendors. You all as um, a Rotary Club can have a space there and um, you could be a vendor as well. Folks come around, they visit the vendors. Then we have opening ceremony. And everyone gets a flower. There are four oh. flowers. Yeah, there are four flowers. One, um, so if you're holding a purple flower, um, so Jonah like you, that means you've lost someone to the disease. Mm-hmm. If you're holding a blue flower, you will, you're someone who has the disease. If you're holding a yellow flower, you're a caregiver for someone who has the disease or have been a caregiver. And if you hold an orange flower, you um, are an advocate for the cause and there to support the cause. So we have everybody raise their flower. During it, a very impactful opening ceremony. And then we have a very young person come up holding only one very white flower throughout the whole event. We have only one white flower, which represents the first survivor of Alzheimer's disease. So we want to someday have all white flowers at this disease. We want we want a cure. We are fighting for this. And please register at duchessalsterwalk.org get a lovely. pencil and paper
1: because uh, Tina will repeat that in the second portion of the show. Now, I, I assume that there's a big uh, logistics situation here as far as arriving, parking, getting people. I know you have a, a, a shuttle bus. Give us those details because uh, parking is somewhat limited on both sides of the river.
3: Right, right. So it depends on which side you, you want to start um, walking from. Really, we start on the highland side. So you're going to want to come down, you know, 9W or across the bridge and come over to 9W. There is an old car dealership right on 9W. It's, it now has a Napa sign out front. That We utilize that parking area and we utilize the park and ride right on 9W and 299 where you come off of New Paltz. Mm-hmm. So park in either place. We have a shuttle us that does a constant loop, starting at about oh, eight o'clock to come pick up participants. The event actually opens at nine, so there is parking on site for handicapped, um, and there is a lower parking lot. You know, the sooner you get there, you know, you could probably find parking right there on site, um, but that is very very limited. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: So so carpooling. We in Red Hook Road, we are going to be carpooling, and we're yes. going to find out more about this great day coming up for uh, the uh, fight against Alzheimer's at the Walkway over the Hudson. October 14th, right, Tina? Yes. Yeah. I'll tell uh, more 14th. about that right after these messages, so stay tuned. Hi.
4: You're listening
0: to 92.9 and 96.5 WBPM. And there's more of this week's Radio Rotary Show coming up.
2: Don't let mental health stigma keep you from living your best life. This is Andrew O'Grady from MHA of Dutchess County, and there is help. Did you know that 25% of the population deal with anxiety or depression? That's a lot of people. You're not alone. If you have the flu, you would call your doctor. Let's start doing the same when it comes to your mental health. It's time to get on the path to mental wellness. Contact Mental Health America of Dutchess County at 845-473-2500. Let us help you live your best life.
1: Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser, and with me is my co-host, Kathy Krueger, and uh, she's going to have the pleasure of introducing our guests again. Kathy, take it away.
0: Yes, we have two wonderful women that are doing so much work for combating Alzheimer's disease. We have Meg Boyce, and we have Tina Eckert from the Alzheimer's Association. So welcome back, Meg and Tina.
1: So, Meg, let's get into a little bit of history. Uh, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease is named after the ball player who got it. But Alzheimer's disease is named after an actual Dr. Alzheimer. Tell us about that.
2: So Alois Alzheimer's was actually a psychiatrist who worked in an asylum back in the early 1900s. And a gentleman brought his wife. This is what's really interesting and fascinating about this, um, how this was founded, because the woman who came in was only in her 40s. Yes. Wow. So the very first diagnosed case in reality was younger onset. Mm-hmm. She oh wasn't even older. But back then, you know, she was deemed crazy and incompetent, couldn't take care of herself, couldn't take care of her family. So her husband dropped her off at the asylum. Dr. Alzheimer took her under his wing and and did all sorts of research, and then when she passed, asked permission if he could do a brain autopsy, and that's when he found the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease, the beta amyloid protein plaques, and the tau protein that had built on the inside of her brain cells. Um, So, you know, it's been around since 1906 was -hmm. when it was founded. And the first medication that was approved for keeping the symptoms at bay was approved in 1996. So 90 years later later. was when the FDA um, approved the first medication.
1: Which brings us up to today. Uh, Meg Boyce, tell us what... uh what advances are happening today? That um, the uh, funds that Tina's is going to raise by making us all walk across the Hudson River on the beautiful walkway over the Hudson <laughs> that is going to pay for what? What are advances are happening today? What what hope do we have so for the future?
2: It's it's really a very exciting time. In research, not to date myself, but it'll be 24 years that I've been with the organization wow. in January, and there's been more movement in the last five years than the entire time I've been with this association, primarily because of increased in funding from the National Institutes of Health and the National Institutes on Aging, there's more research. We're up to $3.7 billion going towards research for Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. And because of that, we have the first group of treatments that actually are slowing the progression of the disease. So the medications we've had since 1996 don't change the progression of the disease. So the disease is still progressing through the brain. They just were keeping the symptoms at bay. Mm -hmm. But now we have a new group of treatments that are actually infusion based. So there's a couple of, of, um, bumps in the road that we're still working out you well, it's infusion, infusion based. I
1: mean, you, you get, it comes through like a, one of those drip things. Like, exactly. uh, so
2: you have to, you have yeah. to go to an infusion center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of logistics now that they're approved that. So they're, they're, Even though they're approved by the FDA, there's a lot that still has to be done before people really have access to them, such as infusion centers willing to carry the medication, um, physicians willing to uh, prescribe, Um, and Medicare needs to make some changes because these medications are truly only for Alzheimer's. They're not for any other form of dementia because what this new group does is it actually is getting rid of that beta amyloid plaque in the brain. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's very specific to Alzheimer's. So you have to have a, a, a pretty much 99, 98% guarantee that you have Alzheimer's. And in order to do that, you have to have what's called a PET scan, yeah, positron emission tomography. Well, right now, Medicare covers one PET scan a lifetime. Oh, God. And in order to be on these treatments, you have to have a couple of PET scans. Um, You have to have one in the beginning to determine, do you really have beta amyloid in your brain? You also have to be very early stage. They are doing studies to see the impact of these uh, treatments on people in the moderate stages, but they are not FDA approved yet for that. They're only approved for people in the very early stages. And then they would have to have a PET scan like six, eight months after to determine is there still plaque in the brain? And so it's definitely new error treatment. It's also a new error diagnosis. We're looking into um, blood-based biomarkers so that we can actually get a blood test to determine because I should say just very quickly, I think it's important for people to know that what researchers have found out is that unfortunately- these plaques and tangles develop in our brain 20 to 30 years before onset of symptoms. Oh, wow. No kidding. Oh my gosh. So I could very well have plaques and tangles in my brain right now, and I don't know it because nobody goes and gets PET scans all the time. Right, right, right. right. right, right. Um, so if we have better diagnostic tools, such as a blood-based biomarker, could I be on a medication or could I change some of my lifestyles? Um, in order to keep my brain as healthy as possible. So there is a lot going on
1: now. Yes. Go ahead, Kathy.
0: I was going to say, so Tina, when you do these walks, you are raising Mm -hmm. funds. I take it. Do these funds go for all the research that Meg is talking about for all these different procedures, medications, and so forth?
3: Yes. So the funds okay. go absolutely for research, but they also go for local care and support for families that come in and may need a care consultant with one of our licensed social workers. Yes. Or... Um, You know, we have time away grants that folks can come in. So say you're caregiving for someone and you just need a break. So there's a grant a family can apply for and then have someone come in and watch your loved one while you, you know, have a day at the spot. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Or do whatever you need to do to to get some break. Um, So, yeah. So the funds
1: do go for research, but they also go right here locally to help local families. And in the minute we have left, uh, Meg. Are there any things that people can do to stave off the onset of Alzheimer's? I mean, you know, taking walks, doing crossword puzzles, keeping your mind active, keeping your body active. Does any of that help? And then when you get to Tina about the uh, walkway over the Hudson. Go ahead, Meg. So there is a lot of research that's being done right now on what we're calling modifiable
2: risk factors. Looking at things like eating. So, for example, the more ultra processed foods you eat, the more you're yeah. putting yourself at a higher risk exercise mm-hmm. our heart and brains are closely connected so if our heart isn't functioning properly our brain won't be functioning properly a third that's been getting a lot of attention is sleep that sleep is so key it. um and so that's also something to think about
1: and we have to have you back to talk more about this as the research progresses but tina we give you the last word invite everybody to come to the walkway over the huts and give us all the details
3: Oh, yes, everybody, please come to the Walkway Over the Hudson, Um, October 14th. It's a beautiful Saturday morning event opens at 9 a.m. Opening ceremonies start at 10 and you're going to want to go to duchessalsterwalk.org. You're going to want to register there. You can register as an individual, a team, or, you know, you can even volunteer to register to help us out at the event if you like. We're looking for volunteers, teams, walkers coming out, join us. Have a wonderful, wonderful Saturday morning on a beautiful fall day on the beautiful walkway over the Hudson.
1: Uh, Well, I want to thank both uh, Tina Eckert and Meg Boyce for joining us today on Radio Rotary. And thank you both for everything you're doing to end the scourge of Alzheimer's.
0: Thank you so much. Uh,
1: Thank you. And Kathy, who do we have to thank for sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? We are sponsored
0: by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, the Mark Foundation, Norman Staffing, Hudson River Housing, and the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Walka East Wappinger Falls, Warwick Valley, and the Rotary E-Club of District 7210.
1: For my co-host, Kathy Kruger and our Production Director, Randy Turner, this is Jonah Trebloss, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotaryNow.org. See you at the Walkway Over the Hudson.